This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Episode 8 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, coming to you from the great state of Texas. Since our earliest existence, mankind has been at the mercy of the environment. Humans were both predator and prey. The large predators of North America are not as widespread as years gone by. Fortunately, the large predators still exist. Unfortunately, the large predators are still a threat to our safety when we enter their world. As these animals are pushed into more confined spaces, humans are increasingly utilizing these once wild areas for recreation. Even when there are posted warnings, individuals tend to disregard the advice of officials, often leading to a tragedy. Human beings have a primordial fear of large predators. Most people cannot even imagine the thought of being attacked and killed by an animal. To most individuals, there is no more horrific way to meet their demise. People have such a deep and instinctive fear of being preyed upon by large predators, which is often reflected in our society. The most savage and wicked people in our society are often referred to as predators. Our criminal justice systems reserve this title for perpetrators of those most heinous crimes. What makes large animal predators so fearful to us is that they can eat us. Human beings do not like the idea of being consumed by animals. Large predators can attack and kill us relatively easily, even if we are armed with a weapon or other defensive tool. Usually, if an unsuspecting person survives an attack, it is because the predator terminated the aggression. We can do things that might encourage a large predator to stop the attack, but it is ultimately up to them. For example, 
hitting a bear in the nose during an attack might encourage a bear to run off, but by no means could punching a bear in the nose stop an attack if the bear is intent on finishing the job. The key is doing something that convinces the wildlife predator that you are not worth the trouble and expended energy. There are five large predators remaining in North America that pose a real threat to the average outdoor enthusiast who is engaged in hunting, fishing, camping, or just enjoying the great outdoors. These individuals may range from families going to a state or federal park, a Boy Scout unit going to camp, or people enjoying a nature hike. These five big predators are brown bears, which include grizzly bears, black bears, mountain lions, wolves, and alligators. Again, brown bears, which include grizzly bears, black bears, mountain lions, wolves, and alligators. When people think of our wild and untamed West, images of bears, mountain lions, and wolves come to mind. When a sportsman enters their world, he or she is at the mercy of these predators. These animals will come to you. You do not have to find them. It is not uncommon for brown bears and black bears to attack people in their tents as they sleep. Mountain lions have been known to stalk and attack individuals on nature walks or while jogging. Wolves attack in packs to surround individuals and prevent their escape. These animals bring out instinctive fear in all of us. Our ancestors feared these animals, and these fears were passed on to us. The difference is that our ancestors had the skills and knowledge to avoid a deadly encounter. They also had the skills and knowledge to make a deadly encounter less severe. For the most part, today's individual is not as survival savvy as their forefathers. We are also more mobile, affording us the opportunity to experience the different wilderness areas and wildlife that was not accessible to our ancestors. There are techniques and skills that the outdoor enthusiast can employ to minimize a deadly encounter with a large wildlife predator. It starts with the knowledge of the risks that can be encountered and the knowledge of the wildlife predator that poses the risk. It's as simple as being prepared and having a plan. Knowing what to look for to predict an unintended encounter and what to do if an encounter is inevitable can mean the difference between a tragedy and an enjoyable outing. By gaining an understanding of large predators, a life and death situation can be avoided. Animals are very unpredictable but the biology and ecology of these animals remain fairly consistent. If you understand the biology of the animal and how they exist in a specific area, you can, with relative certainty, predict the way they will act. It's all about being prepared. Outdoor activities such as hunting, fishing, and camping are favorite pastimes for many individuals. 
past generations not only enjoyed participating in these activities, but because of the lack of modern conveniences, it was also often vital to their survival. As a result, our forefathers spent much more time in the field. Often, they lived at the mercy of their environment. Our ancestors knew how to coexist and live with wildlife predators that were a threat to their survival. Modern outdoor enthusiasts often lack the knowledge of our forefathers when it comes to sharing the wilderness with large wildlife predators. Many times, encounters between humans and predators end up with disastrous results. Sometimes, the wildlife predator is killed or injured, and other times, people are killed or injured. The outcome is never good for the predator because if a human is attacked, the predator is almost always destroyed. It is important that the outdoor enthusiast learn the techniques that keep both people and wildlife predators safe from unintentional encounters. When humans and large wildlife predators meet unexpectedly, a potential deadly encounter immediately takes place. The severity of the situation depends on the human element. Wildlife predators do what their instincts tell them to do. They attack humans for food, fight for their own survival or protection of their young, or retreat to safety. The difference between an encounter that becomes an exciting story and an encounter that turns into a tragedy is how well an individual is capable of dealing with the situation. This potentially deadly encounter triggers a series of events that challenges the abilities of those who attempt to deal with the situation that has a profound effect on the outcome of the situation. The best way to cope with challenging events is through advanced preparation. This advanced preparation can lessen the severity of a crisis when one occurs. It is possible to experience a surprise encounter with a large wildlife predator and survive without dire consequences for either the individual or the animal. Before a deadly encounter can be avoided, it is important to understand the elements of a crisis. There are three main elements of a crisis. These elements are number one, the pre-crisis, number two, the crisis, and number three, the resolution. It is possible to survive unexpected encounters with large wildlife predators by relating these three elements to outdoor activities. The pre-crisis includes everything that leads up to the situation. This element includes preparation and training, prediction, prevention, and recognition. Preparation and training is the first step in crisis management. This step includes the understanding of the biology and the habits of the large wildlife predators that could possibly pose a threat. It also includes training on how to avoid encounters and the steps taken if encounters are imminent, including first aid skills in case medical attention is required. Preparation and training is paramount to survival when entering the world of large predators. 
Prediction is the next step in the pre-crisis phase in a potential deadly encounter with a large wildlife predator. This is the easiest step in the pre-crisis phase. Predicting a natural crisis can be easier than predicting any other form of crisis. It can be as easy as recognizing what habitat and outdoor activity will be taking place in. The outdoorsman needs to know if he or she is in bear country or mountain lion terrain or if an area has a wolf population. When predicting an encounter with a large wildlife predator, an outdoorsman needs to know if he or she is in an area with a reintroduction program for a species that has been extirpated, such as the wolf in western states. It is also important to understand that large wildlife predators behave differently in different regions of the United States. Mountain lions in southern states behave differently than mountain lions in western states, for example. Black bears act differently in areas where brown bears are present than they do in areas lacking their larger cousins. In other words, the outdoorsman needs to know the predators that will be in the same area where his or her activity will be taking place. The third step in the pre-crisis phase is prevention. There are certain precautions that can be done to minimize the chance encounter with a large wildlife predator. Things such as food handling and preparation can increase the likelihood of an encounter with a bear. Activities such as hiking alone increase the likelihood of an encounter with a mountain lion and both species of bear. Prevention includes the proper use of techniques and equipment that make outdoor activities safer from large wildlife predators. Recognition is the final step in the pre-crisis phase. It is very important to recognize a situation in progress. Identifying a crisis is important so that it can be dealt with at the onset instead of being confronted with it after it increases in severity. It is easier to address a bear in the woods than it is a bear in your tent. Being aware of one's surroundings is critical to recognizing a potentially deadly encounter. The outdoorsman needs to be aware of the signs and conditions that might enhance a deadly chance encounter. For example, identifying the carcass of a fresh kill can tell an individual if it were from a bear, a mountain lion, or a wolf. Also, the conditions, such as a very hard winter, increase the likelihood of an encounter with certain species while decreasing for other species. The second phase of a crisis is the situation itself. Anytime a large wildlife predator is involved, there is a potential for a deadly encounter with an individual wildlife predator or a group of wildlife predators. If the individual facing an encounter properly prepared himself or herself, there is a much better chance of overcoming the event and preventing it from increasing in severity. If the situation is affecting a group of individuals, such as a family in an outing, a Boy Scout organization, or a group of friends, 
a prepared individual has the potential of helping the group to avoid a tragedy. There are eight skills that an individual should have to defuse a potentially deadly encounter with a large wildlife predator. These skills include number one, being visible. Number two, facing the situation. Number three, being alert. Number four, focusing. Number five, assuring people's safety first. Number six, constantly analyzing the situation. Number seven, being flexible, even if it means breaking the rules. And number eight, using people skills to get people working together. These actions are the coping skills that can mean the difference between life and death. The first skill, being visible, means just taking charge and not hiding from the situation. Individuals in a group are going to be looking for a leader in the midst of a crisis. Are you prepared to be that leader and step up when everyone is looking your way? The second skill is facing the crisis. As traumatizing as a crisis can be, especially dealing with a large wildlife predator, it is important not to go into denial at that moment, except that the specific situation occurred and now you must deal with it. The third action is to be alert. The last thing that is needed during a crisis is compounding factors or additional events that increase the severity of the crisis. For example, if there is an incident involving a large wildlife predator, will that wildlife predator return? The fourth skill is staying focused. If a large wildlife predator does injure someone in your group, start first aid immediately, while at the same time preventing another situation from developing by keeping your head in the game. The fifth skill is to assure people's safety first, then set priorities. For example, administer first aid while getting the group to a secure location before going for help. The sixth skill is to constantly analyze the situation. You should always be thinking of different actions depending on the changing factors in the encounter. For example, If the weather suddenly turns inclement or worsens, how does that affect the actions of the individual in charge? The seventh skill is to be flexible to the point of breaking the rules. Forget about what you have learned, what you should be doing in the outdoors or how you're supposed to act. Do whatever you need to do to survive. The last skill is to use your people skills to get people working together. You cannot accomplish everything by yourself. You need to be the leader, not the worker. If it goes back to the notion of taking charge, recruit helpers, assign jobs, and delegate tasks. The third phase of a crisis is the resolution. This is the reflection or hindsight of the individuals involved in the crisis. This is when questions need to be answered. How did this occur? Why did this occur? What could I do better next time? Or what could we do better next time if you're in a group? 
How can we prevent this from happening again? These are the questions that need to be addressed. This debriefing will assist in preventing future potential deadly encounters. One issue that needs to be addressed in this resolution phase is the individual's resilience to the situation. Resilience is the individual's ability to return to normal activities. The more prepared an individual is, the higher the level of resiliency is obtained. In other words, a developed plan helps an individual in a crisis rebound much quicker than those without a plan. This, in turn, can prevent a situation from escalating and becoming disastrous. When dealing with large wildlife predators, advanced preparation could be the difference between life and death. The severity of the encounter with a large wildlife predator affects the resiliency of the individual or individuals involved in the encounter. The most important area to reflect on is the trigger mechanisms that set the situation in motion. When looking back at a crisis, triggers can almost always be identified. Triggers are the systematic failures that allowed a situation to turn into a crisis. There are two common mistakes that can allow triggers to set a series of events in motion that can lead to a potentially deadly situation when in an area where large wildlife predators are present. The first is the lack of knowledge about the predator's habits, environment, and biology. The second mistake is the lack of knowledge needed to prevent unintended encounters with large wildlife predators. These include the techniques employed to predator-proof your outdoor activities, such as hunting, fishing, or camping. Gaining knowledge concerning wildlife predators and how to prevent unintended encounters with them is crisis management. In other words, crisis management is the best way of avoiding a tragedy. By analyzing the trigger mechanisms, a future situation can be avoided, and what is learned can also be used to educate others to prevent similar life-threatening encounters. The large predators that outdoor enthusiasts need to be concerned with are brown bears, black bears, mountain lions, and gray wolves. Just about any wilderness area in North America has one or more of these large wildlife predators within its borders. Understanding their environment, habits, and biology of the dangerous animals in these areas, as well as the techniques that can be used to prevent encounters with wildlife predators, can greatly reduce the chance of a deadly encounter. There's no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.